Welcome to the Lady Beta Podcast. We're going to be talking about all things business growth, brain rewiring, and climbing from a holistic point of view. You can learn more about me and follow me over on Instagram at ladybeta.coaching and on my website, ladybetacoaching.com. You'll also find freebies for building your business, brain rewiring, and training for climbing. I am so excited to have you here. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I hope you're having an awesome day so far. It's definitely been beautiful here in Spokane, Washington, where I'm at for most of the summer doing a lot of sport climbing. The weather the last couple of days, it's rained a little bit, but I was able to actually escape yesterday and go sport climbing all day in a cave. So thankfully kind of had a good weather window there and it's been it's been pretty great lately. So hopefully you're able to enjoy the weather as well. I'm very pumped about today's talk. We're going to be talking all about eight ways to know that you have an amazing belayer or eight things that make somebody a great belay partner. So this topic is really important to me for a number of reasons. For the longest time, I had such a big fear of falling, and I think a lot of this attributed to kind of just tolerating whatever my belay partner was comfortable with. I didn't really use my voice, and it kind of just perpetuated this fear of falling for me, and I never really just felt comfortable voicing my opinions, and I kind of just thought I was always in the wrong. I was like, oh, well, however they belay, I should just kind of like cope with it, and that's the way that things should be. It's probably my fault for, you know, not liking their loose belay or whatever it is. So very excited to dive into this topic because I've got a lot of thoughts and opinions around it. And once I personally started to vocalize what I thought and felt on this topic to my belayer and we started to have conversations, then it was actually able to like allow me to overcome this fear of falling. It was hugely instrumental in overcoming the fear of falling. So while I go through all of these, just kind of keep in mind that everybody has different experiences. You might add to this list. You might find some of these things more important than others. This is definitely not comprehensive. This is just, for me, the things that are important and the things that are important to a lot of the community members as well. I asked on both Instagram and Facebook what you guys thought made a great belay partner and definitely took some of those suggestions into mind while I was creating the outline for today's show. So let's go ahead and get into some updates from me. So exciting things happening around here. I actually just hired an executive assistant. So like, holy moly, I'm freaking pumped to have Abby is her name on the team now. And that for me has just been such a big step forward in my business. I've definitely been needing to hire somebody on to do a lot more admin tasks for me lately. So I finally took the plunge, did it, hired her, and I literally feel so much different inside my business. And it's been like this huge breath of relief for me. So very excited to see all the energy that I'm going to have. Um, Literally right after I hired her, I was like, I feel like a completely new person at this point. So hopefully some big things coming in the future and going to be spending most of June and July building a lot of back-end things out for the business as well and looking to relaunch Synergy in August, which is my group brain rewiring program. I got some of the nicest and best testimonials that I've ever gotten from that program. So I literally cannot wait to bring this back to the community. I think it is something, it's literally the missing piece in my mind. Like brain rewiring changed 
everything for me. I was actually on a podcast interview today with my friend Sam for her podcast. We talked all about brain rewiring and I lit- I just couldn't stop saying it. I was like, yep, brain rewiring. Like this changed my life in this way and this way. And I was like, okay, I sound like a broken record, but like, honestly, it's the best thing to have ever happened to me. And I am so thankful that I found it. And I'm really not sure what my life would look like right now. Well, actually, I think it'd be a lot, <laughs> probably less satisfied with my life and probably in a lot darker place. So I'm just so thankful to be able to have that tool and to be able to bring this group program back. It's going to be kick ass and I am super excited for when it comes back. Other things that are happening on this side of the universe. So coming out with my fear of falling masterclass, how to overcome the fear of falling. I talked about this a little bit in the beginning of the episode, but so many different components go into overcoming the fear of falling and I wanted to put them all in one place. So look for that hopefully towards the end of June 2021. That will be out. I'm super pumped. I ran this live a couple months ago and got great feedback on it, so I want to make it a resource that's always available, make it super affordable, super actionable, so that you can actually start to take these exercises in the gym, outside, and actually start to overcome the fear of falling, because once you do that, I swear, your entire sport climbing world, track climbing world will open up to you. So really excited for that one. Other updates, I'm loving life right now. It's super fun. I've been sport climbing a lot, and for me, sport climbing is something that I do a lot in the summer. And it feels really good for me to do it that way because I really do, like, bouldering is one of my my first loves. Um, and it's something that feels really good for me to be able to kind of have a definitive start and end time to. I find that if I try to boulder hard and sport climb hard at the same time, like, I kind of just feel a little frustrated at both. So I do kind of like having the single focus. I know not all, everybody does it that way, but for me it feels really good, and especially because it's so dang hot in the summer, it feels awesome to be able to have that to focus on and to kind of chase the shade with sport climbing. So let's go ahead and dive on into this topic with these signs of your partner being a great belay partner. So also kind of applying them to you as well. So making sure that you're doing these things. You know, we always want to like reflect that mirror back onto us as well and realizing too that everybody's going to be different. So you know, what you might find really important in a Blay partner, like your partner might not put as much value on that. So I'd really invite you to have an open and honest conversation with the people that are Blaying you and you never know what you're going to discover or find out. And I find too that a lot of the times it just helps to verbally process through some things, like just have the conversation and maybe you go into it and you think it'll go one way and it actually ends up going a different way and you end up learning something about yourself. That's an awesome outcome as well. So Number one on this list, and I think this goes without saying, but like I do gotta say it, is your belay partner must be safe. Like I've gotta put it out there because without this, none of the rest of these even matter. So if you do not feel safe with your belay partner, like if they straight up don't even know how to belay, like I would always recommend that people go through the gym and actually be taught by the gym employees. Uh, Most of them have been instructed by places like Petzl on how to actually belay the correct way. So it's super important that you actually do have a solid foundation. Um, learning on YouTube, you know, that can that can be a great starting point, but like you gotta build the foundation somehow. 
So safety is a super important thing. That's why when you go into gyms, there's signs like you can only receive instruction from the gym staff, and that's literally just to protect you. So that's making sure that everybody knows how to do it the same way, that everybody has the knowledge. Because when you're learning from a friend, you might just like kind of skip over some of those pieces. You might not actually understand what you're doing fully. So I think it's really important to kind of make sure that you have the entire picture. And I find for me as well, like a lot of the women that I work with, like we really do like having the bigger picture. So making sure that those foundations, like your partner has those. Also in terms of safety, that means just like feeling safe to communicate. And this is going to be one of the points later on too, but like feeling like they're going to take your feedback well. So making sure that you feel emotionally safe with them as well. So like if you need to express some emotion or whatever it is, making sure that they're the type of person that is going to be there for that. You know, you feel safe in every expression that you have, whether that's joy, whether that's fear, and just being able to put that out there and not feel judged for it. So safety, you know, write down what that really means to you. Like, what are my qualifications for feeling safe? When do I feel the most safe? When do I feel the least safe? And for a lot of my clients, I actually have them make a continuum for these types of things. So on one side of the continuum is, here's the things that I do tolerate and I feel really safe, you know, if these different components are taken care of. And then on the other side, when do I feel unsafe? What types of situations do I not like? And that can help you get really specific on the things that you do like and don't like in terms of safety with a belay partner. So number two, this one for me, non-negotiable. Like this has to happen. So they belay you how you want to be belayed. They put their ego aside. If you prefer to be belayed by a Grigri instead of an ATC, but maybe they love belaying with an ATC, like hands down for me, they've got to use a Grigri because it doesn't necessarily matter what they prefer. It matters what I want because I'm the climber and I do that for my climber as well. You know, it doesn't necessarily matter if I like a tighter belay. If they like a looser belay, I'm going to honor that for them. So that also goes into saying like the slack amount that you feel comfortable with. So sometimes this takes a little bit of experimenting too. And on some routes, you might want a tighter blade. On some, you might want a little bit more slack. You know, some areas of the route you might want tighter. Some you might want a little bit looser. So really just making sure that you know that about yourself and you can communicate that to your belayer as well. Because what I find is that most people tend to belay how they like to be belayed. So if somebody likes a decent amount of slack out, you know, they kind of like that loop in there and they're really comfortable with that, they do tend to belay in that style as well. And if you're not comfortable with that, like just speak up and voice your opinion. And going back to the ATC versus Grigri thing, for me, it's a non-negotiable, like I'm not having people belay me with an ATC, even if that's the thing that they feel the most comfortable with. If they don't feel comfortable using a Grigri, they're probably not going to belay me. You know, I can either wait. Um, The rock climb is probably always going to be there. You know, nothing is worth like risking everything for that. So for me, it's got to be a Grigri and I've got to feel good about it. And it's that ego piece. Like, they put their ego aside just because it's what they want and prefer. Like, honestly, it doesn't really matter. You know, they're not the climber. When they're the climber, it gets to be their time to shine. I will do anything that they want me to do at that point in time that makes them feel comfortable and makes them feel safe. So number three is that they communicate well before, during, and after the climb. So 
This also goes into encouragement as well. So if you like somebody that really encourages you a lot, you can kind of say that to them. You know, obviously everybody's personalities are going to be a little bit different. Some people are a little bit softer spoken. They maybe don't like put as much encouragement out there. But for me, I realized something that really bothered me about my Blairs is if I was like doing an easy move and they're like, come on, good job. I'm like, are you even paying attention to me? So just kind of bringing that up and having that conversation of, okay, when you say this and the move that I'm doing isn't that hard, it makes me feel like you're not paying attention to me. It makes me feel like maybe you're just kind of trying to make it seem like you're paying attention and there's no blame there. It's just you're saying, you did this. It made me feel this way. Is that what you meant? You know, being able to really talk about things in that those types of terms instead of getting defensive and then kind of like pointing blame and or not saying anything about it and then getting resentful. So communication, super key, especially, especially if you are doing longer routes where maybe you can't hear each other, you're doing a trad climb, like getting your communication styles dialed and making sure that you guys talk about things ahead of time especially if you're doing things like cleaning a route, like making sure that you're on the same page is super, super important. Number four is validating your feelings and holding space for you. I really think that that second part is key. So it's really important that when you're the climber that you feel okay, not even okay, but like comfortable and confident expressing your emotions and expressing how you feel. So if your belay partner is somebody that's really uncomfortable with witnessing emotion, it's not your fault. That's going to be something that's on them and their relationship to their emotions, other people's emotions, because honestly, just even having that permission that you can express your emotions, what I find, especially as a rebel, that if I know I have the permission to instead of feeling like I can't, I tend to not express them quite as much, um, especially not in a negative way. So I'm not saying that you shouldn't express your emotions. I think it's super, super important to, but a lot of the times, like when we know we can, we just do it in a lot healthier way. Like maybe we just have a conversation about it instead of having a complete meltdown. So having somebody that validates your feelings can be really empowering and hopefully you're able to do that with your, you know, climber as well making sure that you're not directly contradicting how they feel because how could we possibly know how somebody else is feeling? If they're telling us they feel one way, you know, that's how they feel. I am really excited because in just a couple of minutes, I'm actually going to go train. And for me, what I've found lately, the best thing for pre-training has been red juice from Organifi. I've been freaking loving it. It kind of tastes like Kool-Aid, but without the sugar, it only has one gram of sugar in it. And it has very energizing properties, but without caffeine, which for me is pretty important because I cannot drink caffeine past noon or I end up staying up until at least midnight. And for me, that's just a no-go, especially running my own business. I need a full night's sleep so that I can actually think and be clear in the morning and be able to form words. That's a really important one. So the red juice, all I do is I take their single serve packets and I put it into my little shaker bottle. I put water in there. I put ice in there, shake it all up. And it is so good. And I sip on it while I'm training. And again, it tastes like Kool-Aid. So it's kind of like fun to be able to drink that as well. And being able to taste all of the ingredients in there, they're all natural. There are things like pomegranate powder, cranberry fruit powder, blueberry powder, raspberry powder. They have cordyceps mushrooms in there, which are great for not only energy, but recovery as well. There's reishi mushroom in there. There's lemon powder. There's Siberian ginseng for energy. And I 
love this stuff. I am seriously obsessed. I think I have Organifi products at least three times a day, if not more, and my collection is growing. They seriously have a product for every time of day. I really like the green juice in the morning as a nice wake me up. It has this minty green fresh flavor. Like I said, I like the red juice for training. I really like their pure for kind of midday if I'm having a little bit of brain fog, if I feel a little bit of tiredness starting to creep in. It's really great for making me feel super clear and to be able to feel like I have a little boost in energy. And then I absolutely love their product Harmony for nighttime. It's like this awesome little nightcap. It tastes exactly like hot chocolate, except for it also helps to balance your hormones at the same time. If you've been following me for any length of time, you know that I am a big fan of balancing your hormones in order to feel better, do things like climb better. So Harmony is seriously, it's it's unreal how good it is. I like to put a little scoop of Fizzy Vantage collagen in there, a little bit of non-dairy creamer with some hot water, and seriously, like I crave this every single night. I get done with dinner and I'm like, I'm literally like looking forward to my cup of Harmony at night and I never let myself get low on this product. I'm so glad that Organifi brought it back because this is absolutely my number one favorite. It's so good and I think you're absolutely going to love it. So if you want to try out any of these products from Organifi, you can use code LADYBETA to get 15% off. I know for me, in order to try these products, I was like, yep, I need a discount code um, because I was kind of skeptical at first. I was like, no, I really like, I'm just not sure if I'm gonna like them that much. And I didn't wanna end up not finishing it and then having paid full price for it. So for me, the discount code was like absolutely necessary to get me hooked on all of these. So you can go to Organifi.com and you can order the Harmony, you can order the Red Juice, they're so good. And Organifi is spelled with an I, so it's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I. -I. And again, you can use code LADYBETA and I cannot wait to hear which one's your favorite. Jumping back into our list at number five is they pay attention to you and only you. So they're very attentive. They're not holding side conversations, not thinking about their next climb. Like literally, they're just paying attention to you. I know in the past, I've definitely had conversations with my belayers about how it doesn't really make me feel comfortable if they're holding side conversations. So like for me, in order to feel comfortable, like it's gotta be all eyes on me. I am kind of like a diva queen in that sense, but I will do the same thing for my climber when I'm playing as well is like I will pay attention to you because I know that when I am climbing and I look down and see my Blair talking to somebody else like it just doesn't you know spark confidence in me and I want you know when I'm playing and my climbers up there I want them to feel as good as they can I don't want it to be in the back of their minds that like oh my Blair's like maybe distracted maybe they're kind of like short roping me because they're talking to somebody else so for me that is a must and yes it can feel a little bit difficult to potentially have this conversation with somebody but when it comes down to it, like your safety and comfort, they are priority. Priority number one when you are the climber and you can, you know, have the conversation and ask what they would like in return for them to feel their absolute best as the climber. Number six is going to be that they are patient. So especially on projecting blaze. So I talked in last week's episode all about projecting and how sometimes it, you know, takes a while. It's like 45 minutes, an hour maybe. And getting somebody and having the conversation too, just like before you even get on saying like, this might take me a little bit of time. Do you have the time? Is this okay? And this goes back to that communication piece as well. So 
doing things like clipping up, making sure you're alerting your climber before you pull back on. So, you know, they just took a bunch of slack out and then they don't just like hit the ground because you just pulled on without telling them. But the patience piece is absolutely key. I mean, at this point, I'm sure you've heard (laughs) patience is a virtue and it totally is. I know for me that I've given a lot of really long belays, but I feel even better than when I need longer belays because I know that I'm totally willing to do that for my climber. Number seven is they give encouragement in the way that you want to hear it, not just like a come on, like a half-hearted one. And I kind of shared that story earlier about like how I just don't really love when people, you know, say that on easy moves and you're like, wait, I'm not even struggling. Am Am I making this look really hard right now? And then that kind of like gets in your head. But telling people like, are you somebody that really does like a lot of verbal encouragement or are you somebody else that's like maybe doesn't need that as much? I know for me, like I don't need a ton of verbal encouragement. Like I just want to know that my blayer's eyes are on me and I feel pretty good about that. So really asking yourself like what style of encouragement do I enjoy? And then you can ask your climber that as well when you're blaying. And last but not least is this one is super important and They value the trust that you have in them and they will continually work on it to build it and keep it because trust is something that when you break it, it's super hard to get back. So this goes both ways, you know, obviously climber and belayer when you are belaying as well. So valuing that relationship, like it's pretty sacred. You know, when you're belaying, you literally have somebody else's life in your hands and making sure that they feel really confident when they're climbing. I hope these eight tips were helpful for you in finding finding a belay partner and or observing the one that you have now and observing yourself as a belayer as well. This was a super fun episode for me to do. I hope to do more shorter ones like this in the future and kind of mix it up. Usually I end up talking a little bit longer and especially when I have podcast interviews, those definitely are more of like the 30 minutes to an hour range. So hopefully sprinkling in some shorter ones throughout. As always, if you have not yet left a review, make sure you go do so. So I'm doing a massive giveaway soon for the podcast because we're about to hit episode 50. So in just a couple of weeks and I asked on Facebook what you guys wanted me to do for a giveaway. So I'm going to be doing training programs. I'm going to be reaching out to brands that I've worked with to create really awesome packages for you guys. And it'll be for everybody that's left a review of the show. So go ahead and get your review in now so that you'll be ready to be entered for the giveaway. I'm so pumped about this. I literally cannot wait. It takes about two seconds on iTunes. And don't worry, if you're listening on Spotify, I will have a way for you to enter the giveaway as well. It will likely be sharing on your Instagram stories and tagging your friends. So stay tuned for more details about the mega giveaway that I'll be doing for episode 50. I literally cannot wait for this. I am so excited. And go ahead, leave that review if you haven't already. And I will be talking to you next episode. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day.